What up, Landos? This is Kelso, and this is the Kelso Lando Show. I've got a special <laughs> guest here today. Um, we've been trying to talk, not talk before recording, so I'm excited to finally be recording with my BFF, Victoria. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're like trying to hold the mics equidistant from our mouth the whole time, but this is going to be a challenge, so. Yeah. So if the audio is off, it's because I'm moving the mic the entire time. It's fine. It's fine. The audio is always, great. you can always hear me swallowing and breathing. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You, that's like my biggest ick. It, well, I try not to, but it like picks up a lot. And then I, in my uh, TikToks, I'm really like, I edit all the audio to get yeah. rid of my breaths and everything <laughs> so but so now i'm like hypersensitive to it when i hear it recorded so like i'm a virtual assistant and i have to get the guy that i work for his podcast edited all the time and people who do podcast editing on fiverr which is like a website that you can go to for people who like do task things virtually they'll charge like 15 dollars extra per podcast to remove like ums and swallows I was just doing it on your own. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not really doing it for the podcast on my own, like getting rid of the ums. I'm just trying to learn not to say um, but here we are. Just be more well-spoken. Just be more well-spoken. Yeah, I need to take a Toastmasters class. Have you ever heard of Toastmasters? No. Uh, Sam's mom wanted Sam to take it because he says like too much. Does he really? I don't think so. I don't well, think that if- I've ever pegged him for a like guy. Like I've never noticed it before. Well, because we share an office right now, I hear him during like his work meetings and like presentations to customers. And I think I noticed (laughs) that when he's like doing a presentation, he'll say like a lot more. Fascinating. I like how you say we share an office like it's not your bedroom. It's it's like it sounds like you're going to a WeWork, but really it's your room. (laughs) I know. Because, okay, so that's the thing. Like we have, so Sam, my fiance, and I share a house right now with three roommates and it's a four bedroom two and a half bath and we have the primary bedroom it's not called the master bedroom anymore um because it's not pc yeah but the thing is the word master bedroom wasn't invented until the turn of the 20th century and so it, it wasn't even around when there were like slave owners and stuff it was just like to refer to rooms like the special bedroom what else is like master used for bdsm (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was not ready for that that's like what i think of now like i don't think of but i mean so bdsm wait but i thought it, i thought a bdsm master would be like a dom yeah it would be like well some people refer to their like dom as their master and things like that so like yeah i mean that's kind of i know it like comes from like the slave terms because they'll do like oh yeah that's like my slave you know yeah um and that would be someone who's uh the sub is what they call it. I'm on like the BDSM subreddit. I feel like I'm giving away too much information, but I feel like I joined the randomest subreddits. And so you just like passively learn things. Um, Let's talk about sex right now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to Google what else master is used for. Okay. Anyway, so you live live in the primary bedroom. Oh yeah. And it's by far the best room in the house. Like our bathroom is the size of a small bedroom it's got like a bathtub that's separate from the shower we have like like wooden ceilings that i don't know what's the word when they're not like parallel to the floor but they go up kind of with the rafters but it's not really rafters but it like looks nice 
Yeah, we have like exposed beams. Yeah, yeah, and like canned lighting and yeah, and a ceiling fan, and and it's got a door to the backyard, and the backyard like overlooks a canyon and stuff like that. So it's like it's a nice bedroom, but it's also like it's like we Sam and I Sam works from home five days a week. I work from home three days a week, and so we only have that room to do our work in and sleep in and like do everything in the two of us and then like we have the common areas in our house like aren't that big i don't think no yeah not big enough for you guys to like both work out here when other people are working from home yeah no like i would never work out in the living room because like people are just coming and going out because two of our housemates also work from home five days a week so it's like it almost That's is like so a crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they'll go in the backyard like they'll like have to oh that's another weird thing about this house is like there's no exit to the backyard unless you go through a bedroom and so they'll like that's be crazy. knocking on our door to like go into the backyard and eat lunch during the day and like it's not like i i'm not annoyed at them but i'm like kind of annoyed at the situation sometimes because i'm like yeah yeah um, that makes sense and sam and i like i took a meeting in the our bathroom today because like it was a meeting where I was gonna have to talk and I just like and he always has meetings like that bitch is in meetings all the time and I hardly ever have meetings yeah I used to have meetings all like at least three per day so I'd be on like three hours of meetings every single day no matter what did you like that or did you feel like you were falling behind your other work okay here's the thing I think like some people hate meetings I love meetings. I love meetings. I don't want to sit there by myself all day and do like tasks. No. Because I've always been in like task-based work. So I was in customer success in my previous nine to five job. And so my whole job was to make sure that our partners were happy. And I worked with like oncologists and like doctors and like the, some of the most top of the line health and wellness professionals. And so I love to talk to them because I just got to talk to them about like really awesome stuff all the time and like how to help them make more money and help them like level up their business. And when I wasn't doing that, I was like answering emails or like occasionally I'd have like project based stuff, but I'm not like an engineer who can spend like, you know, 60 hours on one specific thing. I had like a million tasks all the time. So meetings, I like them because I get to talk to people and I'm a people person. And I don't want to just like sit there and do like task after task after task after task that you like get when you're in customer success. Yeah. But also I'm not a Zoom girl. Like I'm looking for a new job right now and I want to be like partially in person because I don't feel like I get my social cup filled from Zoom meetings. And so then I just feel lonely, which is sad. That's funny because I feel like I'm at work all day and I like don't feel lonely, but maybe it's because I live in a house with like 5 million other people right now. Yeah. I'm interested to see how I'll do living with just Sam. But... I think even having one person is good though. Like I, the majority of the time that I was working from home, I was either in a relationship that was not ideal or alone. And I lived in like a low key. Even in Texas? Oh yeah, so in Texas, I live with my sister and her best friend who became one of my best friends and they were teachers. And so they're oh, so both they named Brittany. Had to like go in. Brittany Clone day. left at like 7 a.m. Brittany Henderson left at like 8 a.m. I started at 8.30 and they came back at like 3 or 4 p.m. But also they were exhausted. Did they like work more when they got home? Yeah. So my sister was like a cheer coach and now she's, it's like some type of 
teachers lead. She like analyzes other teachers' performance and like helps them become better teachers. I don't know what the term is called. But so yeah, so she's working a ton after she gets home from work and they're like grading and stuff mm-hmm. like all the time. So Brittany, one of my roommates was a kindergarten teacher and she had like less after school work, but still like at least one day a week, they had kind of like a full night of like doing extra things. Cause I've heard that about teachers, like, because you like have to be there in person, like all day for school. And then like you have like grading and lesson plans to do in your free time outside of teaching. Yeah. And then if you take on anything additional on top of that, like yeah like being a lead or something and then they get paid very little but i also okay you can look up teacher salaries at least in california like it's public there's a website where you can look it up and my brother my like i don't know my sometimes i call him my dead brother he's not physically dead but he's like dead to me um i like how we're just being super real on this podcast like oh that's the whole point of a podcast i feel like you're supposed to talk so long that you forget that you're recording this is good i feel like i have a lot of juicy shit going on in my life so i'm just gonna talk about my like not dead my undead brother um and not explain the falling out but essentially he's estranged and natalie okay this is why i call him my dead brother is because natalie was telling me her mom is estranged from her dad so like natalie's grandpa okay and uh her mom just like says he's dead like that's like how she's dealt with it (laughs) and i was like honestly it feels healthy to me because the relationship is dead he doesn't talk to me i've sent him letters like he doesn't give a shit about me so the easiest way for me to deal with it because it was a death in a way like that's i think the hard part about estrangement is they're not physically dead but like he has literally no interest in any part of my life um so i just call him like yeah passed away now well i think that there is this weird thing even when you like break up with someone especially now in like 2023 you all have like social media and facebook and text messages and so like even if you go through like a hard breakup or a divorce like that person's still like around and so if you just consider them like dead to you then it's a lot easier to just move on because mm-hmm. if you think about it like if you bra- if you broke up before there were cell phones like you would have to call that person's house and yeah. there's no caller ID and things like that. So it's like, you know, a lot more questionable versus now. And they would now. actually be kind of dead to you because you would probably never They're see actually them dead again. to you. So I've started doing this new thing where any guy that I've either like hooked up with or had a crush on and they either reject me or I don't like them anymore or whatever, I just unfollow them on everything. I've heard that's the way to do. And I've never done that before. And like... I don't know why, but there's this guy who I really liked from my high school and he said he liked me back. And then I found out sadly that he was just in it to try and have sex with me. And then I told him I wasn't going to have sex with him. Is this Trevor? No, (laughs) no, no. Am I thinking of the right name though? No. Oh, it was this. I'm not going to say his name on this podcast. What about his first name? No. It's probably a generic name. It's a super... I went to a high school with like 200 kids in our graduating class. Yeah, but nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, but what if they do one day? I mean, the chances of the 200 kids from your class... I mean, maybe one day going back to the I feel like this kid might do it. That's the problem. Because I feel like he cares that I unfollowed him, which is like a power move for me. How do you know he cares that you unfollowed him? Because he's like into the drama. He loves the drama. I love Whatever. His name's Nick. Um, I okay. had a crush on him. I've never heard of him before. <laughs> really? 
I don't think so. Okay, he basically had a glow up. <laughs> we'll just go through the story. Nick is such a generic name. It's though. the most generic name, but there's only one person from my high school. Like, if you stalk me on Facebook, you're gonna find him. Okay. Like right away. Yeah, because I only have like pictures from like 2007 on Facebook. Anyway, his name's Nick. He had a glow up. We started flirting. Like we hadn't seen each other in like six years. Whatever. I had a crush on him. He tells me over text message he likes me. Then like starts getting all weird. Then basically he's like, I'm not just going to hook up with you and leave. And I was like, why would you tell me you like me if you just want to hook up with me and then go back to where you live? And now we don't talk anymore. And that was kind of sad because like, did you I caught up? feelings. No. Absolutely not. I thought that was a mosquito. This is a mosquito. Oh, it's just a mosquito? I'm like for some reason afraid of mosquito eaters, but not mosquitoes. I'm definitely the opposite. Anyway, we never hooked up. But I kind of stopped drinking because I'm kind of nuts when I drink. But then I went to South Carolina to visit my friend who I also went to high school with. And we bought a lot of margaritas. And then I FaceTimed him and told him how I felt. And he was like, okay but we don't live near each other and it was super embarrassing for me and then I was like mm, okay whatever like it was like a two-minute conversation and then my friend embarrassed me and was like she really likes you and like Wait, is it did you hand her the call the she phone? she yeah I was like <laughs> she's like you need to be vulnerable <laughs> okay so basically we're at this bar and I add him on be real because I'm like okay I know that I'm intoxicated I know that I'm not going to text him and I'm not going to like DM him on Instagram. Like we're not going there, but I was like, whatever, I'm going to give myself a little, a little satisfaction and just add him on be real because we never added each other before, but I knew he had one. And so I did. And then he texted me to ask me about my hair color. Stupid. So anyway, (laughs) then my friend takes the phone, texts him a bunch of like flirty shit that I would never say. I've never told the guy in my life that I like him, even though he told me he likes me. I was like, I don't think I have either. Like, it's just too vulnerable. Yeah. And so like, I've I've, told plenty of guys that I like them before and I've gotten rejected far too many times to count at this point. And it's worked out for me. Like, I don't want to make myself sound like a martyr or sad, but... Anyway, she starts texting him, like, all this flirty stuff. And then she says, I don't think you know how much I like you. And I'm like, I've never told this guy I like him. This is so uncomfy. And so then I'm like, fuck this. I'm calling him. Whatever. So I call him. I'm like, you know, we talk about it. He's like, basically tells me, like, we don't live near each other. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I feel great. I told you I felt you don't want the same thing that I want. Did you make a TikTok about this? about being I d- rejected i did yeah so I, I saw that one yeah, yeah so i got i got rejected because he was like we don't live near each other he's uh working in law in a different state is he's he like super busy he is an attorney a real estate attorney yeah nice so he has like this fancy job that he was telling me about blah 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 he's very busy and stressed and then my friend takes the phone and starts like basically like oh my god I don't even know what the word is like prying for me or like being needy for me even though when when I like picked up on the vibe like we're facetiming and we've been friends for god 16 17 years at this point so like I know the guy Mm -hmm. I'm like I get the vibe like whatever I don't care anymore I'm like okay I told you I like you you told me that you just want to fuck and that we don't live near each other and you're not interested in doing either at this point and I'm not interested in just fucking you so like this is over Mm -hmm. and then yeah she takes the phone and basically begs him for me and I'm like you don't need to beg for me like I feel fine 
Yeah. And so that was embarrassing for me. She's like, I've never seen anybody feel this way. She's like, I've never seen Victoria like this before. And I was like, I haven't seen you in 10 years. Like this is, it was cringy. To your friend, you said I haven't seen you in 10 years. I was like, (laughs) no, I didn't get to say that. I never said that to her, which I wish I would have because it's awkward and funny. Because I feel like I've liked, I've seen you like, like a lot of people. Yeah. I catch feelings so fast. Yeah, so I, I like don't I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't be you the would, friend. You would have never said that. No. <laughs> like what like I'll call guys for you. Like that one night I called a I oh, think God. we were drunk and you wanted to talk to Julian and he wasn't picking up, so I called him. Like, I'll do that. Um, yeah. But I won't Oh Julian. <laughs> what a guy. Julian. Julian is a I went to like I've known Julian since we were like toddlers pretty much and um we really need to come up with aliases for julian for all of the men oh well i have a stage name so i should have you should have a stage name (laughs) my stage name is we're too we're in too deep they already know my name oh well i don't think julian and nolan are gonna care i mean we're not talking shit but i don't know okay anyway continue i don't even know they're um yeah julian's just He's just a goof. I don't know. He's a he goof, a goof. Fuck boy, but I feel like what's interesting about Julian is that I know him like really deeply now, which I feel like is weird because I feel like I know him better as an adult than you know his him as an adult. But you know him better because you've known him your whole life. I mean, he's always been like really nice, and I'm. I feel like everyone has like a deep side that maybe. I, I definitely don't know most people's because I feel like when you're especially when you're single like you can get in those intimate conversations yeah with people that you perhaps might be attracted to but yeah. for me it would feel like crossing a line yeah like he would never like all the vulnerable things he's told me he said in like confidence in intimate situations that yeah. you, like I would never tell someone who I'm not in an intimate situation with whether that be like intimacy and friendship or whatever but they're not like conversations I would have with like my guy friends yeah I mean in high school we actually would have like pretty deep conversations like me and my guy friends we would call them bro talks and you told me about that literally that's so cool honestly sit in the car well because I feel like they taught me a lot like how much men watch porn like I had no idea how much like people watched porn until like I hung out with Nolan for like you know which is like I don't know it sounds kind of like obviously like people watch porn but like 16 year old 17 year old me like was not aware of that like I wasn't aware I was like why do people have sex in their parents houses if they might get caught and then like I just like had never been in a real relationship so like yeah (laughs) I was just like taught things by my guy friends that were like yeah no like you I don't know I I don't know like my girlfriends I feel like in high school especially like my girlfriends I was like the most grown up kind of in my group which is saying something because like I don't I did not have sex until like college or anything I know we we were a very good group of girls and uh, like very wholesome friends yeah we were very wholesome like also probably how we became friends too though because I was wholesome as heck too I mean we met in a sorority like getting trashed I mean I think no we met we met right before because, a party. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I guess the foundation of our friendship is getting drunk. <laughs> but look at us now. I like barely drink anymore. I mean, I took January off. I'm enjoying uh, drinking now. Although 
I don't know. It's still not my favorite. I'm definitely a stoner at heart. Um, I wish that I could be a stoner, but I can't because I feel worse after. I kind of get it now. Weed. Like I've been having more anxiety when I smoke. Yeah. Especially because like work right now has been stressing me the fuck out. And so every time I smoke, I come up with a new reason why I might get fired at my job, which is like... <laughs> You know, a couple of weeks ago, you called me out for having like super intrusive thoughts. And I think that I need to call you out right now for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I do this. I mean, okay. Well, I did have a stressful week at work and like there was like not super extreme things that happened outside of my control, but like kind of for like, it's like my first six months at this job. And so it seemed like a little... Yeah, whatever. Well, I feel like also you've been in school for so long. So you've been employed before. You've like had and held jobs for a long time. But this is your first but like... not that long. Like I've had like 10 different jobs, but like all for like three or four months. Didn't you work at Sophia's for like two years? I mean, years? I did work at a restaurant for like four years. Yeah, but like it makes sense that like... I feel like if you go to school and then you go to more school and then you go to more school and then you get a job, like a lot of the jitters that like I went through when I was 22 in a job fresh out of college, like you're going through those now with more pressure because you're actually in a high pressure job. So I feel like it, yeah. it's, it's like pretty normal for you to be feeling anxious about things going awry because that's normal for a, a high pressure job and be your first time working 40 hours a week where like the expectation on you to produce like, uh, intellectual work is high yeah I do feel like a little like emotionally behind sometimes like working a mm. full-time job like a behind like at least like Sam and like you know the people I live okay, with okay but you can't compare yourself to Sam I know well Sam's okay if Sam's I compare not, myself like, to Sam I would confidence. feel like shit about myself <laughs> Sam was like born with quiet confidence like Sam <laughs> was also born with exceptional levels of tact okay so like like the way that he carries himself is just like always he's not gonna be somebody to like fully shake up a situation like he knows how to handle challenging situations extremely well I think, like he's not an outburst guy he's like i think people like trust him a lot i mean but i, I think he's, he positions himself that yeah. way i think that he's like very intelligent i think he's also emotionally intelligent which engineers in like he has like emotional intelligence that a lot of people who are like STEM minded might come to terms with like later, but he has both of them. I agree you with know? that. Like he, <clears throat> so Sam is for background, he, well, I guess his degree is in like biosystem engineering, but now he's kind of transitioning over to software engineering. Um, but yeah, Sam is like, a very social sociable guy like i could leave him in a room with like my like five best friends and like i wouldn't be afraid i wouldn't be like okay like don't say this to i mean sometimes i do like with like pc things like i'm much more on the, like <laughs> aware of like yeah like what's pc and i think that's kind of by virtue of like the work i'm in yeah the work i'm in is a lot more social but yeah but sam is very socially aware and like confident like he yeah. Like, one of my worst fears is, like, having to do, like, a long car ride with someone I barely know, like, one-on-one. -on -one. I love that about you. I just think it's so funny. I think that's super common. Like, I, I've, exp I've talked to Natalie about this, and, like, Natalie's like, yeah, like, 
that's like a fear of mine too but sam is like what's the worst that can happen and i'm like i don't know an awkward six hour car ride yeah like it's awkward for two hours like you have nothing (laughs) but the thing is it's like even if it's like awkward for five minutes and then it gets silent and you're like should we play a podcast you know it's not gonna be awkward no awkwardness can only last as long as both people are willing to feel that way like endure it yeah yeah otherwise it's just silence but yeah it's it's like a part of me i don't i don't know i like to learn from him he also is like good at like knowing his worth and like negotiating and like that kind okay. of okay let's talk we've been we talked about this a couple weeks ago or like i guess god a month ago after i left for a second <laughs> <laughs> um about white male confidence because so julian and i speak of the devil we were at dinner last night and Wait, you went to dinner with them yeah are we're you guys still hooking up <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I like how I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. So wait, keep hanging out with him until the 4th of July. Cause I feel like I want to go to whatever 4th of July thing they have. I know he's always doing something fun, but yeah, I mean, I thought I told you like, so Julian and I like kind of dated, we like went on some dates and we're like, you know, I don't know, a f- f- situation ship for a second. We went to a wedding. The whole thing imploded. It was very dramatic and terrible. We both felt horrible after whatever. It was probably top five worst nights of my life. But after that, we like made up. We tried to date a little bit more. And we're like, all right, we're just not going to date. So I was like, let's not do this anymore. But then I was like, okay, we could be friends with benefits. Like he's cool. I respect him. After we went to the wedding, he like gave me a very genuine, very sincere apology, which I feel like with men is like very hard to find, like very hard to find a guy who like makes a mistake and then has a genuine apology that you believe they mean. Yeah. And so he like gave me this great apology. And so then I was like, okay, well, I respect you and you respect me and we can have some fun. And so I was like, yeah, we can be friends with benefits. And I kind of laid out the ground rules of like, we don't have to like hang out we can just hook up but he's like always wants to go get dinner i was gonna say i've never had a friends with benefits but i feel like part of the fun wouldn't it be like kind of like flirting before you hook up and stuff like that or like i just i mean yeah i've never had one either i maybe i have i don't know i don't think oh i have you know that's actually a crazy story is this uh... nato no (laughs) no I really liked him that was a sad story (laughs) but crazy thing when I moved to DC so I right after college I moved to Washington DC and I did CrossFit at the time and me and one of my best friends from DC met these two guys at a party and they were 35 and 42 and I was 22 and my friend was 31 maybe and we both she ended up dating the other guy but I had a friends with benefits that was 35 when I was 22. And like, I feel like looking back on that now, it's super cringe. I feel like it's cringe for him. I think it's super cringe for him. I mean, I think that it's for him. Maybe he was like, oh, she's like this hot, fun girl. And I'm like pretty. But you were like barely old enough to drink. Yeah. And I, I was a like mess. That's like, I-, I was wild. And I like talked to, I don't know, my little brother is 23 yeah he's not a good comparison because he's like got the maturity level of like a 19 year old i feel like people have always told me that i'm mature for my age though i feel like you would come off as like (laughs) but you know me too well to know that that's all bullshit i was like 
I think you would be good at like like presenting that. Yeah. And then I think a guy who wants to hook up with a 22 year old would like buy into that, you know, be like, oh, yeah. yeah, she's mature. And like for justify her age. it by when that really because I present well. Yeah, when really he's like the emotionally immature one. Yeah. Like, well, I think so. He his story was that like he doesn't want to get married. Like he's just like a solo agent. He has a great job. He travels a ton for work, and like he's just really looking to like have a good time for the rest of his life. And I think because we met with his friend and my friend as well, and we all hung out like as peers, all having like CrossFit in common as well. It wasn't like a prey situation. Yeah. I think that like we met and then he didn't find out that I was that much younger until like, I don't know, maybe like three weeks in of knowing him. But still, like, do you think, because where I'm almost 28, I don't, I think I would probably know if I was talking to a 22 year old. I don't think he did though. Like, but I just, I think that it kind of reflects poorly on him. Like, you're at the, you're not at a point in your life where like, you have 13 years more experience and you can't yeah. tell the difference between someone. That's probably true. Like you 13 years before being 22, I don't know, I suck at math. It was like nine. <laughs> yeah. You would be able to tell I like think a that it would also be, I, not the same I think I would also feel weirder about it if my friend wasn't over 30 at the time. Yeah. So like my best friend was 31 and I was 22, 23. I just feel like as you... But, like, now that I'm looking back on it, like, really, I'm like, whoa. Like, would I... I'm, like, 28 now. And a 22-year-old, I'm like... Well, I got ambushed at this guy's birthday party a couple months ago. He was turning 27 or 28, and everybody there was, like, a fresh frat boy out of SDSU. And I was, like, talking to some guys, and they're like, yeah, I'm, like, 21, 22. And I was like, this is... Cr-. Like, I have to go. Were they, like, hitting on you? <laughs> One of them was actually a stripper. And he gave me his number and he was super cool and super hot. And he was like a mature 22, but I never texted him because I was like, this is just, that's a lot. And like, I, I want somebody established. Like I feel established. I, well, not at this moment, but. Well, he might make good money. Just kidding. He was a cool guy. Like I think he's probably going to do great in his life. Like he's really with it, really smart. Yeah. I like the last time I got hit on by like a young person was probably when we went to your little brother's party. Oh my God. Yeah. Everyone was hitting on you, but you're so hot. It makes sense. Oh, thank you. No, I don't think there's just this one guy, but it was like very, cause I was wearing my engagement ring. I remember he was like, oh yeah, your ring doesn't fit you. It's like, that's like that's such like a young guy thing to say like you can't come up with like you literally don't have enough experience in life to come up with anything better than like your ring is loose on your finger well i think he was like oh yeah like i was gonna like hit on you until i saw it like the ring on your finger who was it i don't know but he was kind of cute but i mean a lot of guys at that party were pretty attractive yeah he was like cute but then like i don't know something was like a little off I think because of how assertive he is. Was he blonde? I think might maybe. And also I'm not into blonde guys. So I think it's also weird because they're like my little brother's friends and I literally knew them when they were 12 years old. I know. Which was kind of fun for me because I didn't get hit on at all. <laughs> and I just got to like watch it happen to you, which was like a fun. Well, it's fun for a me. A fun night. Because I don't like unless it's like a random guy at the gym or someone coming up to me in a coffee shop like that doesn't happen. Guys do not hit on me at the gym. I've, I mean, that's good, right? But I don't go to a box gym either, so. Okay, yeah, like, I've only, 
Actually, that's a lie. I'm lying. I'm fully you've lying. Been I've been at the gym with you when you've gotten hit on. Like, but that was in college, but... Yeah, that's a lie. I get hit on at the gym a decent amount. I think sometimes I don't notice that I'm getting hit on. I... Okay, so I have... Until like, they're like, can I get your number? And I'm like, oh. I, I feel like sometimes, like, there's, like, a rule. Um, not maybe an unwritten rule but it's definitely a rule where it's like creepy if you hit on someone in a gym I kind of hate that like I really reject that because all of my girlfriends I meet at gyms like everyone that I didn't know previously every single best friend that I have like Liz I was managing a gym and she was a client she was like do you want to get brunch with me like I'm looking for friends in the area I was like yeah great Sarah and Ev like I met both of them coaching like I met all my girlfriends in the gym I have met I met a boyfriend in the gym okay i guess what i don't like is when they don't get to the point when they like talk to you in between a set or something because when i go to the gym i'm usually on a time crunch and but he, i think it's also because you're not looking for a partner but it's like i think even if i was if i go to the gym during my lunch break and i have like yeah. 45 minutes to get a lift in and some guy tries to talk to me in between one of my sets and isn't even getting but also to the point, you're but, so not desperate <laughs> but like they don't even ask for my number they just like are like oh like do you work out a lot like is that how you do this many pull-ups i'm like yeah fucking yeah that's how like you obviously do yeah, like, like i don't just come out of the womb with like nine pull-ups in my soul like no like i worked very hard for this i pull-ups do not come naturally to me and also i have 10 seconds left before I'm supposed to do my next set and then leave and you're still talking to me whereas like one guy the most recently the one that hit on me literally like it was as we were walking out and this is perfect like it was the perfect move because I was leaving the gym so like he wasn't like stalling one of my sets and he was like hey I've seen you around here a lot that's the perfect line yeah and he was like could I get your number? And it was just like, it was very quick and to the point. And like, I know like maybe that's not for everyone. Like maybe talk to me first, but I like, that's the point of going on a date, right? Yeah. I feel like that's the perfect line, whether you're trying to meet girls or guys in a gym is like, Hey, I see you around here. Like, you know, I've seen you here a couple of times. Like, is this your home gym? Or like, if you're at like a workout class and you're like, Oh, do you always come to the six thirty class? Like I've seen you here a bunch of times. Like, would you want to get drinks after? Would you yeah. want to like go get dinner after? Like it's the perfect way to ask. And like, I guess, yeah, like the lingerers are weird, but also the lingerers are always going to be weird. Like they're also just people that you don't want to date. Yeah. Like it's always like, like one time an old man, I don't know if he was hitting on me, but Ugh, he I can't was even like old men this week. It was it was rough. Like I was doing dumbbell push-ups. Yeah. Which are like a little bit harder than like regular push-ups. Push-ups with your hands on dumbbells. Yeah, exactly. And okay. Are you going like chest to the ground to like deficit or just like No, I wasn't working trying for, like, to do some... deficit. I are just... they like the round ones or are they like the ones that are octagons? Octagons. Okay. I don't know. Am I not doing anything? They they seem harder than regular push-ups because I can't get as many in. So maybe... I mean, you're changing the angle a little bit. Okay. I'm a certified personal trainer, by the way. Uh, You're changing the angle a little bit, which is going to hit a different part of your chest, kind of, depending on how big the dumbbells are. But it's not really creating that much of a different environment. Okay. Well, it's a little different for me, but... But you'll feel it in a different way. So, like, it doesn't not make sense. But it's just, like, if you want it to be, like, really effective and, like, switching it up... Yeah, you can either go deficit or if you have, like, a... I've done an like, uneven surface like on a BOSU or like the round dumbbells are going to force you to work like the small muscles in your wrists, elbows and shoulders, things like that will challenge you in like a different way. Because 
well this is kind of a side, beside the point but this month i'm doing feet raised push-ups oh yeah that's great so, so I'm and yeah that'll that'll that. also like change the angle so you're working a different part of your chest muscle okay yeah well anyways i, I was doing dumbbell push-ups and this like old man comes up to me and he's like are you a gymnast and i'm like no why and he's like oh i just saw like how many push-ups you're doing and then he starts talking to me about like how he makes t-shirts about like old men oh and God. stuff and i see these girls working out and they're just like looking at me like do you need help and I, <laughs> and I love I, girls girls like that yeah like they didn't they didn't say it but i felt it but like you eyes. knew you knew that they had your back yeah like i knew they were creeped out for me by yeah. this guy and then i was like yeah whatever and then he left and then he came back to show me the t-shirt and i don't like i have a soft spot for old men sometimes but like not i don't know i forgot what he said to me but it was like creepy enough um that i was like i don't need to see this shirt i feel like every yeah you're like put your phone away it's gonna take you 45 minutes to pull up your t-shirt yeah like he went to the i'm not gonna follow you on instagram and back and i was like it's like unless oh he was like bringing you a real t-shirt he was like wearing i don't know <laughs> yeah it was like he like went out of his way to show me this shirt and it wasn't like that it wasn't very cool and like i'm fine with old men being with younger women but you have to be like a sugar dad like you have to provide something you know and yeah. this guy didn't seem like he was gonna provide anything and i was like why like, like why are you talking to me why are you talking to me i feel like old men like uh, there's very few occasions where I talk to old men where they don't hit on me in some capacity. And I think it's like so strange because like, why can't I just talk to a man who's older and him not say something about my body or say something about how I look or dating or something like that. So I like, met this guy, my parents are renovating a place and I went by there cause I'm like storing some stuff there and I made it like 15 minutes in with this guy who's like a construction guy and he doesn't say anything creepy. I'm like, this is going great. Like I'm having a great time and we're just chatting, whatever. It's like just pleasant. And then at the end I was like, yeah, if my future husband comes in here, he's going to be too tall for this room. Cause he's going to hit his head on the, on the ceiling fan. And I'm thinking like, okay, if this guy's like six two six three, you know, everyone dreams of like a man who's six two six three. I'm probably gonna marry someone like five nine, but whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, like a really <laughs> handsome five nine. Yeah, you know, like that's the thing about men that short is like they're usually like pretty handsome and they have good personalities. But then if you're like six two and a in a three, like you think you're hot. Oh shit. god, <laughs> that's a lot. Like then you're just lanky. I don't know. Sorry if you're a lanky guy. If you have a tall face, <laughs> you know what I'm talking what? about. A like, a, like guy a, t- a, t- a guy who's hot, but he's short? No, like a guy who has a face that oh, looks that's like, like long? he's tall. Yeah. Oh, like, no. I mean, I'm I like, have a friend who I'm not going to say, but her new boyfriend has a tall face and like, it's a lot. I don't do you know. I'm an asshole. Up, I'm single. Hannah, I shouldn't say I'm anything. I'm being an asshole too, but I'm thinking of this guy from that I've known since childhood. And I actually think he would be great a great partner or something but he has a tall face but he's he's like six five i don't but know like he's... honestly i've dated so many butter faces also like really hot body really ugly face okay yeah like <laughs> that's kind of your type i feel like oh my god that's embarrassing <laughs> no. okay so anyway so i'm with this guy and i say my dream man wouldn't be able to like live in this apartment because he's too tall and then the old man goes and this guy's got to be like i don't know 
75 plus like he's kicking he's still working but like he's older or he just looks older and he's like oh i guess i'm not your future husband then and i'm like oh it'd been 15 minutes we were like having a, a good normal conversation like it was pleasant whatever and i was like dude you like you only had to last 45 more seconds of not being creepy as fuck and i couldn't get out of and it it's so disappointing too because it's like, disappointing every time because like, like as, I don't know, like, even before my dad died, I just feel like, you know, you kind of, when you're not living at home anymore, like, it's just nice when, like, older men, you get that protective vibe from Yeah, but them. none of it, like, I, I don't believe that anymore. Because, like, even this morning, so I go on a walk every single morning at the same time every weekday. So I've, like, started to, there's, like, a group of, like, I don't know, five or six older men. And, like, when I say older, I mean, like, 55 plus, like, could live in a senior home. And I see them every single day that I walk because we all walk the same beach route every single day. And so today I'm like walking down, I'm about to cross the street and I see this man like waving his arm like all the way above his head. I wish you could see me right now. And I'm like looking around, like, is this guy waving at me? And then I realize like, okay, I see, I've seen this guy like a million times. And so I like wave back, I say, hey, and then we eventually like cross paths while he's like walking back and I'm walking the direction that he's going. And he like made this joke about, you know, like we should, should we take on the winners of the volleyball game next to us? And he's like, you look athletic. And I'm like, that doesn't feel creepy to me because I am like a muscular female. So like people saying that I look athletic, like doesn't, I don't take anything by that because I, I do with just honest. And I'm like, okay, this is like funny. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't really play volleyball, but I'll let you know if I like freshen up my skills, you know, whatever, we're just chatting. And then he's like, all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Beautiful day, beautiful girl. And I was like, couldn't you just leave? Couldn't you just be like, see you tomorrow? <laughs> Period. Like, why Why do we have to go there? Like, we've already done, like, I already know that you've looked at my body, which is, like, fine. I am athletic. I'm wearing athletic clothes, whatever. But, like, did we have to go so far to be, like, beautiful girl? We couldn't have just, like, left it at see you tomorrow? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what it is, but my mom has been single for like four years now, and I swear to God, like, like at least three crusty like older dudes have said I love you to her since <gasps> then. I love you. Yeah, I don't know if they know. Like, them. how are they, are they like dating? No, I mean I call. <laughs> okay, the thing about my mom, I feel like she's a complicated woman. No, she like. <laughs> complicated woman. I feel. Like I think she is a complicated woman, actually. I think so. I think she. I've been talking to Sam about this, and we think that she really likes just like older men. Like she takes them under her wing. I think she, she likes a project. Like, like I think that anybody who like needs extra love, like she likes to be like a motherly, loving, warm figure who can provide. Well, I don't know if she's like that warm, but she'll hang okay, out with true. like anyone who's a loner. Like she doesn't like she thinks that I mean I, I like this about my mom. Like my mom will never like stop talking to you as a friend. Like she'll always <laughs> which is like sometimes bad because I feel like she doesn't have boundaries. Like especially yeah. with these male friends who like cross lines in my opinion. <laughs> but she's like, but you know they don't have anyone else and it's like she likes to be like the one person yeah like she likes to be the the like i don't know i think she like she's had like i'm i like she's been treated pretty shitty by people before like her own yeah. like siblings and like even like 
I don't know, like the so in my neighborhood growing up there was like mom groups and stuff and my mom was like never invited to that kind of shit like she was like the full-time working mom and I feel like a part of so like I think I've talked about this before on this podcast but like my mom's version of feminism was like kind of like the not like other girls and like um you know kind of being kind of perpetuating more masculine traits instead uh to empower herself but i feel like a lot of people especially women will take that as like she doesn't agree with their lifestyle or like their life choices especially like i don't know i think i think in the 90s and the early 2000s there was kind of the like stay at home versus working mom dichotomy that a lot of moms bought into or like i don't know like i think it's just one of those things where like if you're a stay-at-home mom you think all the working moms are judging you and then if you're a working Mm -hmm. mom you think all the stay-at-home moms are judging you yeah and i think my mom like wasn't involved in a lot of like the stay-at-home like mommy groups and stuff because i feel like you can't be like i am a fitness coach and like our 9 45 a.m classes is all stay-at-home moms like they've dropped their kids off at school and and now they and it's a click and like it does if you have if you're a stay-at-home mom like you do have some level of privilege and so there is a lot of like i mean i grew up on coronado Mm -hmm. so like there's a lot of like buying the same types of things and wearing x type of outfit and being some type of person and there's like I feel like it lacks a little bit of authenticity yeah or like that's how it looks from the outside because I also had a working mom yeah and so like from the outside it was like okay they're wearing these types of things and like it is clicky and if you don't fit that mold because you don't even know what the mold is until you're outside of it and you don't even have time to like go to the mom and and you don't even things like yeah and like I feel like a lot of people like moms don't even like they don't even care about like what are you wearing or like random on the block gossip because like little jimmy hit little kyle in the face because jimmy's just an asshole like you're just like less inclined to like talk about minor things i don't know maybe that's shitting on well i don't don't know i don't know i feel like it was like definitely a thing in the early 2000s and 90s like i think that the media and maybe it's the patriarchy was trying to pit like working moms and stay-at-home moms against each other yeah and i just feel like my mom like i mean i've felt this way before and i think this is like how when women a lot of times when they're like oh i'm friends with mostly guys i think i think what they're saying i know it's like it's a cringy thing to hear or say but i feel like a lot of times that it kind of stems i've heard of like the sisterhood wound Uh, have Mm. you heard of that i don't know i saw it on katya's instagram but but for me i like my analysis of that and that's coming from my own experience is like i think female social dynamics are sometimes a lot more complicated than male ones yeah and so i think that can be intimidating to a lot of women and like intimidating to try to insert yourself into female friendships and social dynamics and so when it comes to the stay-at-home mom versus working mom and you're both like thinking the other is judging you a lot it's hard to like integrate those two groups yeah I think that almost it might not even be like judgment but I think that there's probably jealousy on both sides because I think that I think that like what separates women a lot of times is like jealousy of different 
situations. Like single girls are oftentimes like jealous of girls who are in relationships. And like a lot of girls who are in relationships have said to me like, oh my gosh, you're so free to like do whatever you want. And there's like this element of jealousy. And I feel like with moms, if I'm kind of thinking about it from like my single non-child perspective, but like moms who are working are jealous of stay-at-home moms who get all this time with their kids. Yeah. And then moms who are at home are jealous of the moms who are working and kind of have something that's solely theirs and you don't necessarily know how to like bridge the gap of I think anytime you're jealous of someone it's really hard to like communicate with them well and I feel like they're also projecting judgment from the other one like for the working mom might be like oh like they're judging me because my child's getting into trouble at school and they're probably thinking like that's because I'm not home. I'm not really yeah. raising my kid. And then from the stay-at-home mom, they might be thinking, oh, she's judging me because I'm just living off my husband's income. And, like, I get to spend all this time with my kids and I don't have to, you know, show up to work every day and do something. And I'm not, like, you know. So I feel like we kind of put it on ourselves sometimes. And maybe yeah. there is judgment there. Because, honestly, I would love There's- to be retired like like there's probably judgment there yeah like they probably but but i think the judgment always comes from a place of hurt i mean i think we just i think talking shit is just part of human nature and i think like if we just got to know each other i mean that's the thing like when you get to know anyone like you're like i feel like first impressions like i usually dislike people more than i'll like them but then as i get to know someone i'll always end up liking them yeah i feel like i feel like people are way more likable than we give them credit for especially people who are like really hard at the start like usually that just means they're like hurt or guarded or something like that and so they come off kind of mean but i feel like also i've had this weird experience since like i've moved a bunch that like sometimes people aren't i've always been like a people are good person but i think that some people are just meaner than i think they are well, I think some people just can't think about anyone but themselves. Oh, and I think true. that's like a big chunk of the population. Like I have, I mean, we talked about it at my work, but there's like access one and access two mental health disorders. And I forgot the difference, but I think access one is like people who are diagnosed with bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or something, and it's treatable with medication. But then there's access two where it's like, borderline personality disorder where it's not treatable Mm. and it's like maybe caused by trauma in your childhood but it's like literally a personality disorder and like not to share too much but I feel like at least two out of three of my siblings have some sort of personality disorder where Mm. it is like they cannot fathom certain situations that are outside themselves and I'm like if that's two out of three of my siblings it's got to be a huge chunk of the population too do you think it's like lack of like executive functioning like lack or like a lack of being able to like see the whole picture like is that what it is that like you they can't see anything from another person's perspective in that moment I think I mean I don't know I think I'm super sensitive sometimes and I don't know I don't know what that is but like because I feel like empathetic like i'll see an old person by themselves eating lunch and want to cry you know (laughs) i don't know if that's like necessarily empathy but yeah but i but i don't think everyone feels that way like i think some people you know how you drive down the street and you look at homes and you're like wow someone comes home to that house every day and it's their home 
and they come home and they're like excited to be there and to sleep in that house i think that some people just like see the rest of us as just like whatever those like characters in video games and like grand theft auto where you like hit the person and they die and it doesn't matter because they're just like a like a computer generated person like i think that's how a lot of people see other people really yeah because like how else do you explain just like i mean i feel like i can't like simplify these personality disorders down to like one thing but it's like yeah 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 but it's like when i talk to my brother sometimes it's like everything he says he gives no perspective like outside of his own and i know because i've known him for 23 years i'm like okay there's a part of the story that's missing like he's had four roommates four different roommates and they don't share a room with him move out from places he's lived in and these are like shared apartment spaces not even shared rooms i've never had a roommate move out because of me and this has all been in like a year and a half like that's insane yeah that's and he'll problematic. never take responsibility for it he'll never like oh. look inward and be like oh yeah like maybe i said this thing to him and that was kind of offensive and i could see where he's coming from like no it'll always be their fault and i just think that's mm. like how a lot of the world operates yeah <laughs> yeah which is like stressful for me because like i want to have kids but i'm look at like my family like i said i have a dead brother who doesn't talk to me and like say what you want maybe we're like 50 50 at fault and that's like like i'll i'll take 50 percent of the blame in that relationship because i feel like most things are like end up being kind of 50 50 maybe not I don't know. But like I'm making faces at her. Because like I feel okay, so I, I think that most relate like if you're in a um neuronormative relationship with any person, it's probably gonna be some average out at 50 50 for every relationship problem that you've ever had but if you're not in a neuronormative relationship where one person does have like a disorder like a personality disorder the likelihood of you being 50 percent of that problem is low but the thing is like you don't know like not everyone's diagnosed with a personality disorder right so it's kind of but that doesn't own... make that it's 50 mean that it's 50 percent your fault i know but that's like the gaslighting in it is like i don't know if my dead brother has a personality disorder i think he does but like if you okay all you can do is your best at the end of the day like if you've done the, everything that you possibly know how to do in terms of like being a good sister being a good partner in this relationship and you keep getting shit on it's not 50 percent you okay well that's why that's why he's dead to me now is like i started sending him letters last year like i sent him like probably six letters is sylvia home yeah Sylvia. Hey. We're recording a podcast. Yeah, we're podcasting. But no, 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 no. Congrats on passing your exam. Oh my God, congrats. She passed her first PhD exam. Oh my God, that's huge. One of two, but. Wow. Oh my God. Dr. Leong. Wow. That's crazy, man. Almost one day. Yeah one day <laughs> um yeah no no that's okay we gotta get a third microphone we're talking yeah, we do. about um lots of my things strange brother right now yeah 
Well, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about like is every relationship that fails like 50-50? Uh, yeah. And I say no. You would be good on this on this take. Sylvia has three siblings. Um, Kelsey's like taking 50% of responsibility well, for like her and her estranged brother and I'm saying that she shouldn't. I just okay. Well, I cut him off. I officially call him dead to me because I was sending him like nice letters last year. I wrote mean ones that I never sent. I like, I like addressed and like even put the stamp on and it was very therapeutic to just put them away. And then I only wrote him nice letters. And then when Sam and I got engaged, I was like, okay, I'm going to like, let him know, like I got engaged. And he just never, ever replied to any one of my, like, he sent me one letter once and it was like, why are you writing to me now? Why did you block me on Instagram? And it was just like, I've, okay, honestly, I blocked him on Instagram because he made a post about my dead dog and he never fucking saw my dog. Like, Jack, before he died, he lived 10 minutes away Aww. from Jack, never gave a shit to go to my mom's house because he cut my mom off too. And then he makes this whole ass, like, sob story Instagram post over my dead dog. I was like, fuck you, dude. If you're gonna live 10 minutes away from my dog and make an Instagram post about him as a tribute, like, I'm blocking you. Like, I just, I don't... Yeah, I mean, maybe that was immature of me, whatever. No, listen, you know what I hate? <laughs> I hate when people think that it's crazy to block other people on Instagram. You don't have to follow someone just because they're in your life or not in your life. Like, if you don't like a girl from high school, fucking unfollow her. This is what I was talking about earlier of like, okay, Nick. I mean, I do take offense when <clears throat> people unfollow me. But... Oh, I unfollow people like crazy. Like, some of my, there's like some good friends that I have, honestly, that I muted them because I think they're annoying as hell. And I'm like, I don't need to see this. Like, if you post something that's triggering all the time, like, I have one friend, like, I used to have an eating disorder. I'm chill now. But she posts so much about food and, like, her struggles with her body that I'm like, this is just not helpful to me. Yeah. Like, this is just something that's, like, I I just, honestly, I don't care. And so I just mute her. I just muted her. And, like, guys, like, guys will follow you on Instagram till the day you die. Even if you have sex with them, if you date them, whatever, they'll follow you on Instagram, watch your stories. If I don't like you, like, Nick, I was like, you don't like me. I have a crush on you. I need to get over this. You're gone. Unfollowed. Everything. Even Julian, my friends with benefits, muted everything. Posts and stories. Completely muted. Because I don't need to see you with all these girl butts on your Instagram. I don't need to see you on boats with hot girls. Like, even friends, like, if they post annoying shit all the time and you don't want to see it, fucking mute them. Yeah. Get them out. Like, your diet is like everything that you consume and like nobody has the energy to feel some type of way every you don't want to be scrolling on insta like instagram is like an escape maybe that's unhealthy but like for a lot of people you do it when you're bored or when you're like taking a little break from the day and so you don't need to see people that you don't like or that are annoying to you or that like trigger something intense and you just unfollow them and if people get offended by you and if i unfollowed you we'd have some problems i was gonna say i did block him to be petty i'm pretty sure but it fine. It was over my dead dog, so I kind of feel like I was entitled to be petty. Also, if you want to be a petty bitch, be a petty bitch. If that person doesn't matter to you enough that you can be petty, I just feel like I tried so long with him, and he's like eight years older than me. See, it's not fifty fifty. Well, that's that's my thing. Is like I'm like you're eight years older than me. Like you were like I was like barely. I don't even know if I was twenty two yet when you stopped talking to my family yeah and so like for me as i get older and i have more perspective i'm like you were so much fucking older than me when you decided to be an 
like a complete like ass yeah when you're like 180 your wedding was the only wedding my dad got to go to and you treated us all like shit and like I'm allowed to be a little petty. Like, mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be, like, a little annoyed at you and block you on Instagram because you don't make any effort to be there for people or pets and then, like, try to garner all the sympathy when one of us or one of them is gone. Like, that's what he did when my dad died. He, like, came to the... He, like, acted like he cared about all of us and shit and just, like, shopped around for shit and then stopped talking to us, you know, like, months later. And so, I don't know. For me, it's, like, I get annoyed when people tell me to, like keep that door open because i'm like no like it's painful yeah it's like less painful if he's just dead to me because like he's not there anyways and he's not like providing anything for our relationship so yeah i don't know like i think that there's always room for redemption in like life i think that people i'm like a believer that like people are good but i don't think that just because there is like on occasion somebody comes around and makes amends that that means that you need to like keep them around or front of mind like it's okay for somebody to be dead to you if they're dead to you yeah like and like if in 50 years you have some great reconciliation then like beautiful but you can't hold out for that but even at that point I'm like who are you anymore you know like we shared a childhood kind of you were so much older than me too that it's not even like I feel like I share that much of a childhood with you yeah I feel like you let me down because like you were my big brother and I respected you more than let's be honest like anyone else in our fucking family did I was like the closest to him and he's still like I don't know turned on me and like I don't know like I'll take responsibility for some stuff but it's just like I I talk to my mom about this all the time but I'm like there's enough people that love me like I don't need to waste my time on people that like want to guilt me or whatever yeah see so I think it's not 50 50 yeah I mean maybe but I just don't want to be like my little brother who has like four roommates move out and it's always their fault dude (laughs) you're engaged you just bought a house like I think you're fine I know but also like, we lived together I didn't move out on you yeah I've never we moved out on each other for the rest <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're, we're all just moving out on each other yeah. all the time that's how it works I know Zach's situation just that's like, a lot well it's crazy to me because I lived with him for 14 years I didn't have a choice I had to yeah I couldn't leave and but also like I do feel like sometimes those situations can be good for people well, he had to move out of my mom's house and like... Yeah, but like, I think that like, there is a benefit of him watching people move out on him. Yeah. Like, I feel like one of the things that I've learned this year is like, there's success from my struggle. And like, my struggle always serves me. That's what I always like tell myself. It's like, my struggle always serves me. It's like, even when you fuck up or people around you you know act some type of way like that will always serve you in some way Mm -hmm. and so maybe this will be like a beneficial thing where he's like maybe he'll realize like i am the problem and maybe not i mean i think but if i had to do like my armchair psychologist of him i think he realizes that people can and will leave him and that no one has an obligation to be there for him Like, I don't think he's realized, like, he's part of the problem, but I think he has realized, like, my mom, me, like, none of us are guaranteed to be there for him. Yeah. And so, like, he has to put effort into those relationships, which he does. We actually have a pretty good relationship. Like, we talk, like, once a week, usually, and, like, whatever. 
I mean, it works better from a distance, and I definitely have my boundaries yeah. with him because he'll send unhinged shit. But it's like I don't know. Knowing his like disabilities kind of helps me. Like I yeah. couldn't, I could not live with him. And yeah. I like commend people that do because I'm like that's wow. Well, I feel you like they pro- they probably don't know. No, they they got so unlucky in the roommates. Like situation. I feel like it's somebody who like interviews really well, and then they do the job, and you realize that they're like stupid. Dude, yeah, that would be him. He's so charming. I mean, that's the thing about people with, like, borderline personality disorder. Is, like, am like, I like that, though? I feel like I interview really well, and I'm, like, really good at the start, and then the people realize. No, I mean, <laughs> I was like, no, like, like not really, but kind of. Well, because I was going to say something about Zach. I was like, he'll, like, send you, like, the most love, lovey things, and then, like, turn on you. Yeah, that's a lot. And, like, I feel like inconsistency is really jarring to people yeah he has like a no emotional regulation yeah which like i sometimes it's funny because like i feel like all my siblings like i am a little like form a part of me like their personalities like are ingrained in my own personality yeah and so like i see myself doing those irrational things sometimes like if i'm running late for something and like can't find something i'll like irrationally blame sam because like last time I had the thing I was talking to him and therefore he must have distracted me and that's why I misplaced it yeah but I'm like that's such like irrational logic but that's like how Zach operates like if he's running late for something and or for work and he's not like driving in the car calling that person and being like I'm sorry that was a weak moment like come home and act like nothing ever happened yeah versus you you'll be like okay I'll, I had a, I needed a moment. I'll tell Sam out loud. I'm like, yeah, I was about to blame you for that. Like, cause I know, yeah. cause I yeah. can feel my brain going that place. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I think it also comes with like therapy and like learning yourself and like. Yeah, I should probably go back to therapy. Should... It's kind of time consuming, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going like once yeah. a week for. A while and then I went to therapy for like two times a week for a while. That's so much. I do. I was fucked up. Yeah, I mean, no, good for you. But like, like... I went to my sister's house and we were just kind of reminiscing. So I left a really bad relationship where my mental health like tanked, and the relationship was just like, it was just really bad. He had his own things, and he was not a good partner, along with like some other really bad stuff. And I never really felt like safe and secure. And so when I left him, we were living together and I moved in with my sister. And when I got to my sister's house, we were like reminiscing on this the other, like the other day while I was visiting her of like, I was so fucked up. Like I couldn't go to Target and I couldn't go to Costco and I couldn't go to grocery stores because the stimulus was too overwhelming. And I felt like I was going to faint because like my anxiety was so bad that like I would like, I would feel like I was like, on the top of a piece of paper in the wind like just like everything would start moving it was wild was that all due to your relationship or like the situation and your relationship i think it was my relationship made me feel unsafe and then the isolation was really like traumatic for me because i went from living in dc and having this like really full life of like friends and I was working in gyms and I was around people all the time and like I'm a very social person. You're also in an urban area. Yeah. I was like in the middle of a city mm-hmm. and like 
living essentially my dream life. I had this gorgeous apartment. It was a dungeon, but I thought it was gorgeous. I loved it. it was, I was obsessed. Super cute apartment. I was living alone. I had like enough money to pay for the things that I wanted to pay for to like live in the city. And I mean, I wasn't saving by any means, but like I was like killing it in my eyes. Like I was having so much fun. I had like this great social circle. Like I'd worked for like three years in DC to like get to this point. And then I was there and then all of a sudden I transported to a very small town that was like very Southern, that was a huge culture shock in general. And then I was working from home and it was the pandemic. Oh my God. I always forget about the pandemic. Yeah. So like pandy twist. Yeah. Like I think that (laughs) the pandy twist, when I was in DC, the pandemic had started at that point. And me and one of my friends, we like worked out at the gym every day. Like we really got by like probably way too long. Like the gym got fined for being open and shit. It was crazy, but we still went, we still like worked out at the gym every day. And that was like socialization. So like we were good. And we kind of like joked about being depressed cause we like kind of were. But then once I moved and I had like zero, I had no friends that were not married. Everyone was married and most people had kids and my significant other was like not helping me make friends at all. And so like the pandemic kind of existed there, but like not as much. Like we didn't have, we didn't have cases. So it wasn't like the pandemic doesn't exist. And like, we don't care about health. Like that's not how it was in this town. Like it existed, but we just didn't have cases. So we could like go to the gym and stuff and like live like a quasi normal life. But I was essentially like felt so alone yeah. in this like new place with like a relatively new significant other where I knew no one and I felt like no help in the social sector and I was like oh I'm moving with a boyfriend like he's gonna have friends he's gonna be making friends as well and we're gonna make friends together and it's gonna be great and it turned out that I would like felt completely on my own to like build up a social circle also during a pandemic being brand new to this town and no one was in the same situation with me that I was meeting. And I think that just like tanked me. So like feeling unsafe mentally and physically in a relationship and isolation and a new town and culture shock. Yeah. Like I couldn't take in all of that stimulus and like be okay. A lot on your system. Yeah. And then like, pretty quickly after I moved in is when I like started having suicidal ideation and that was like horrible. And then I think ever since that happened, I was so scared that that was going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, not only living in a place of like fear of like, you know, private stuff that I don't like air on podcasts (laughs) of like the relationship that I was in and all that other stuff. And then also being like terrified that I would go through suicidal ideation again. Like, all of that compounded just like left me in this like completely like broken state Mm -hmm. yeah you still have like aftershocks yeah yeah i was actually thinking about this other day so we broke up on christmas eve (laughs) (laughs) i actually think that's like awesome it's such a hard day to break up with someone i feel like yeah but like (laughs) I feel like when you know, you know about somebody that you want to marry, but like also when you're going to break up with someone, like when you know, you know, like I I woke up that morning and I was like, let's fucking go. This is over. Did you have like the ick? Was it? Well, I was over him 
months and months and months prior. Well, because we had gotten dinner like two days before. Yeah, like I was doing a lot of faking. Close. Well, I just felt like even when we got dinner, like you weren't like, I don't know. Well, that was also the night that he wouldn't send my food back for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't send your food back. Because <laughs> so- I was just like, I just, I was like, I just don't want to like see this like argument, you know, like. Yeah. I felt like that was the thing. Like, even if you like, okay, first of all, I feel like dads teach their daughters lessons that way you know yes you should learn like but my boyfriend never fucking needs to teach me a lesson i've had a dad for a reason and you're my boyfriend or my fiance because like i trust you to do these things for me because i don't want to be i don't want to fucking do it myself okay like just do it yeah okay for the podcast (laughs) we need some context so kelsey sam my boyfriend and i all went out to dinner because we'd flown out from where we were living to California and we all go out to dinner and I never send my food back. And I I'm learning now this is like a people pleasing thing, but like, whatever, I'll eat anything. You just give it to me. I'm going to eat it. Even if I didn't order it, like I don't fucking care, but I get that. I like ordered this meal and I was really excited about it. And I'm like pretty gluten-free. Like I break out and get bloated when I eat gluten. So I try not to. And so I'd ordered this gluten-free dish. I was so excited about it and it comes out and it's just like not what I ordered at all. And so I asked my boyfriend, like, can you send this back? And he's someone he's like kind of hard and like doesn't really give a fuck about people like I do. And so he'll just like send shit back always or be like, if it's not right, it's not right. Like it needs to be right, whatever. And so he'll like send stuff back, but I'm not that way. And so I was like, can you please send this back? Like, Cause it'll I, be no problem for you. Yeah. Like it's not a thing for you. Like you're very used to this and I never do it. And like, I don't know. I just always assume like wait staff or like they have a hard job. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, I was a waitress for four years, so I feel like I've had food sent back before. And like, like it's I'm, not a big deal, right? No, because then but I like, get the food in the kitchen and I can eat it and then I order another dish, oh. comp it. It's like not. Okay, but whatever. It's a big <laughs> deal to me. I'm a baby. I hate sending shit back. So, so I'm like, can you please send this back for me? Like, I, I'm like, I think we were starving. We waited for a long time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we were eating dinner at like 8.30 p.m. Yeah, it was late. So I'm like starving. I just want the freaking meal that I ordered. And he won't send it back for me. And I was like, please. And then we're like in this fight. But like, me and this guy didn't fight like this. This was like the first time we'd ever fought but like this. But his reasoning was like, you need to stick up for yourself. Yeah, like you need to learn. This is like your time to learn and be strong. And I was like, but I don't want to be strong right now. I don't. I just want you to fucking help me. Yeah. And he wouldn't help me. And so then Kelsey helped me. Because I was like, no big deal. And like, now the wait staff will eat the food. We'll get another dish. And, and he you, got, the thing is you ordered a different dish. It wasn't even, it wasn't like, even the same dish. Yeah. I was like fully wrong. Yeah. It wasn't like, because I've been in those situations where they just order a dish and it's not what they thought it was. And like, I'll even cop those. Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> like one thing of pasta at an Italian restaurant is not going to be like a crazy thing. But, you know, he got what's coming to him. He got dumped on Christmas Eve, and I'm your maid of honor. I feel like he asked for it by not sending that dish back. <laughs> he did ask for it. Like, if Sam made me kill spiders in our room because I need to learn to not be afraid of them. He'd be pissed. I would not be with him because that's no. what my dad Because that's fucking me. annoying. I don't need a second dad. <laughs> like, also, I feel like the annoying thing is, is that, like, I can do everything on my own, and I proved that man that I can literally do everything on my own and his shit all on my own like I didn't need him for anything I did everything in that relationship that man never bought groceries I bought every single grocery I signed up for our gym blah 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 anyway let me get off my soapbox 
But I proved to him that I can do everything by myself. I've also lived alone. I'm going back to living alone right now. Like, I can kill the spiders. I can send my food back if I really want to. But yeah. sometimes I don't want to be so strong. Sometimes I don't want to have to be the person who's like so powerful and strong and like who's got it. I just want somebody to fucking help me. Well, that's the thing is like I can kill spiders on my own. I don't. But need like you don't you. want. Yeah, but like you yeah. can do it by yourself. But you don't. And if you're not gonna have do it to, if you don't me, have to, then I'll get rid of you. Like. <laughs> Like I, and that's what we did. Yeah, and that's what we did in that situation. Got like, to fuck rid of him. You're not gonna do the boyfriend <laughs> duties, then we're gonna fire you. Also, because... like, just be nice. Yeah, and also, I feel like in that situation, it was like your best friend and her fiance or boyfriend. I guess. And it was the first time that he was meeting you guys. Yeah, it's like you want to put on a good impression. Yeah, and he's like, I have a 15k ring fund for you, blah blah blah, and then you can't even like be nice to me in front of my friends. Like, fuck you. <laughs> If you're listening to this, I have gotten over a lot and like, I don't care about you anymore. Like you're pretty much dead to me, but I will never get over this event ever. Yes. I just liked it though. Cause in college we would always joke. We were like each other's boyfriends. Oh, we did do but, that. Like, that yeah. night I was like, I'm definitely her boyfriend still. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like that's true. Yeah. Like I would take a bullet for you. Oh wow. You don't need to do that. That's fine. Well, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, I probably. I mean, would. I can take a bullet for you too. Now that Thanks. we're talking about it, I never thought. <laughs> but about I feel like it. I feel like no matter what happens, like even if something like tragic happens, or like I'm not gonna put any bad shit into the universe. Uh huh. But like, I'll always still be your boyfriend, even because yeah. you can have a boyfriend and a husband. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like if you're into that. Oh. oh. <laughs> I feel like I I need a best friend more than a boyfriend yeah but yeah well, I got that's that kind of what a yeah i mean that's is. what we meant the whole time yeah just it like really we take is. care of each other it's true yeah yeah that's the whole point and i feel like we get it yeah the whole lessons thing Ugh. dude oh god that's so crazy <laughs> should we uh how long has it been this has been like, a long i was like we i feel like, it, like i feel um, like it got really deep on this pod um I can never tell how long. Yeah, it's been 77 Whoa, minutes. 77 minutes. I feel like we didn't even catch up about fun shit. Like we didn't even talk oh, about your, well, we didn't we even talk about your house. That. Oh, God. We bought a house, Sam and I. I feel like... Like, that's how you're going to announce it? <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm bored. feel like I wasn't even going to announce it. Like, I wasn't even going to make an Instagram post. Because a part of me is just like, I'm only... I can only buy a house because I've been, like, privileged you know but you shouldn't discount exciting things that happen to you just because you have privilege i know but like it's, it's okay like, to be happy about shit i don't know if i want to like tell people i'm like what if something bad happens you know it's like it's just i just kind of wanna... i guess it's like jinxing a boyfriend if you like hard launch him yeah it's it just like if it doesn't feel real to me yet but i guess because it's like you're not moving in for a month yeah it'll feel real once i give you your gift <laughs> It was weird doing the walkthrough yesterday because the person who's selling it to us was like super emotional about Aww. it because um, she's lived there for like 20 years. <gasps> 20? Holy shit. Yeah. And like her ex-husband who like they only got divorced like two years ago, I think. He like died recently. So and they only had like one daughter. That's together. really sad. No, it was like her mom recently died too in the house. Which is, like, no skin off my back, because I'm, like, people want to die in their homes. Like, I would want to die in San Diego in a nice house. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, 
I'd like to die in like one of the mansions in Encinitas that are like overlooking the water. Okay, I don't need a mansion, any... but maybe a nice condo. I think I want the mansion. <laughs> like you if we're talking about great places can to you die. Get on one of those sugar daddy like no. Apps? Listen, <laughs> I could. Yeah. But honestly, like I'm in a phase of my life where I will not take being exploited for my body. Well, I think that if you want me just for my body, like you have to fucking go. I'm not doing this. I'm 20. I'm not doing this anymore. I think the thing is too, you have to be okay with like infidelity when you marry into like a power dynamic like that. I think the thing is though, is that like even my friends with benefits respects me for more than my body. Mm Mm-hmm. Literally bought me dinner last night. But I night. think an old rich man would respect you for more than your body. He would respect you for the social. And, like, I think that's why these men fall in love with my mother is because she has a good group of friends. And, like, outside of her, they don't have friends. Listen, and, like, I don't... <laughs> not saying that's ideal. Okay, I could do it. Honestly, I mean, if you take me to nice enough galas and buy me nice enough dresses, I'll do it. Like, I do have superficial tendencies i just assume those guys though like are but, like not i can't fuck you faithful like are you okay with like a rich if you're rich and we don't have to fuck year old oh <laughs> I think or if we can like do like, it where i don't have to ever look at you while we're doing it i, I can't like... do it no 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 okay like i can be your arm candy i can be your arm candy all day long i'm fun as hell let's go i'll go to gals with you i'll put on a nice dress you can buy me diamonds I will be your social prowess. I will wing so man the shit find, out of you. Like an old man with erectile dysfunction. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Thinking, I, if I'm not like into you, I like can't fuck you. Well, I mean, if he has erectile dysfunction, you don't need to fuck. Like if he's like asexual, maybe. Oh, I could do an asexual could guy. You, like, but what if he wants you to be faithful? No. Okay. I just like I'm always thinking like you have these... to be open communication about your needs. I'm always thinking because like Natalie's sister wants to marry rich. I would love thinking, to marry rich. I know. Well, she's thinking like NFL player, and in my head, I go, okay. Well, if you're like 22 and you marry like a 30 year old millionaire, one, there's gonna be a power dynamic. It's never gonna. Oh be, yeah, fuck that. It's never gonna be both your money. Also, I feel like if you're getting choked by someone who could actually kill you, it's way scarier than if you get choked by like a tall face. What if you don't get choked at all? A tall face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's such a thing though like now you'll like be like oh he's not that cute but he's tall and you'll be like a tall face that's it I yeah okay okay like so a tall ugly. a tall face is like if you're attractive because you're tall not because you're attractive it's like you're not i thought un- a tall face was like you had a long face you do you have a long face and you're not unattractive but you're not necessarily handsome I actually matched with the guy on Hinge who has a tall face. Yeah. I feel like when I say tall face, like, people know what I mean, and that's how I know it's I a thing. I just never heard about it before. Well, I made it up. Oh, you made this up? Yeah. No, this is not a thing that I saw. Oh, my God. Right. Like, I literally, like, have seen tall guys. That's how you'll know if this podcast is famous. Well, <laughs> I, dated, I dated a guy in high school that was, like, 6'3". He doesn't have a tall face. Like, there are guys who are tall without tall faces. i find this tall face. <laughs> but you see, okay... I'm going to name someone in our This sorority. guy. Hannah F. from our sorority. Do you remember Tall her? Tallface. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah, That's it. There's this guy. He's an engineer. I love an engineer. I feel like if I have a type, it's engineers. I think that's my type too because I don't relate at all. I'm like, because I'm so, I'm so deep in the humanities section that I'm so, like, I would not want to listen to 
like, okay, one time, this is gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna shit more on your ex-boyfriend. But you know when I was like, talk, I was FaceTimed you and it was literally the first time I ever talked to you. And I was like, why does everyone hate California? And he literally listed off like 10 reasons why people hate California. Oh yeah, it was a tension point. It was all point. from the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, did he listen to that? Because I swear to God, Honestly, it was like word for word from what the Joe Rogan podcast, like someone said. The man just... And it had to do with like California income taxes. I was like, why do you give a fuck about California income taxes? Because everyone loves, to, everyone loves to hate on income taxes and in Until you're old and poor and need healthcare. And then you move to California because we have the best fucking free medicaid we really do yeah no i mean that's what i work with all day is like people on medi-cal medicaid medicare and like they you move to california when you're old and poor and have cancer and can't afford the treatments because we actually have good like free health care well i mean i'm a believer that you get what you pay for whether people like a lot of people are like bargain people but i'm like listen you get what you pay for it's like i truly truly believe that like in 85 percent of the time you get what you pay for and if you want to live by the beach, you're going to pay California taxes. Go fuck yourself if you don't want to live by the beach. I'm sorry. I mean, that's like van lifers why I get so annoyed by them. Because I'm like, you want the California lifestyle without the fucking rent. And I'm sorry, but I pay taxes here in this fine state. And like, but also they're living in a van. But no, they're living like, I'll in do a van it. but using free resources. Like they're using the resources that my tax dollars pay for. And they're crowding up all the parking at the OB parking lot and all the fucking that's beach parking tr- lot. That's true. The Carlsbad Beach and has tons And it smells like human urine. And I'm like, get... Okay, no, that's go, just... Kelsey, that's just OB. Get... That's not the van lifers. That's just... That's a, the homeless people in OB. Van, van lifer, the whole idea behind it is like you buy a van, you own the van, but you don't pay rent to a landlord. But like... I don't know. Like, there's something about, like, being established in a place and, like, paying rent and paying taxes. It's, like, yeah, you're, like, paying more, but you're also, like, part of the community and you're contributing to, like, the resources that van lifers just fucking use. Like, they use, like, beach showers. But also, also. like, you could say that about anybody who travels anywhere. No, but if you go to a hotel, that hotel is going to pay taxes. It's going to pay state taxes. It's going to go But also, these people are, like, sleeping at campgrounds. These people... Which they're paying for. Not all the time. I'm just saying, like, those... Like you, like the in San Diego specifically, the van yeah. life is it's aggressive. It's aggressive because it's one Same of the like nicest Colorado. places to live. Yeah, and like people don't want to pay rent because it's astronomical, which I get, but I feel like that's part of the thing. Is like, yeah, I pay SDG&E like an arm and a leg every month, but it's like yeah, I'm about to pay six sixteen hundred dollars for three hundred fifty square feet to your dad, to right? Yeah, to my dad <laughs> and my stepmom. But honestly, it's so legit. Let me tell you the coolest thing about this place. Okay, so I'm moving in to my parents own this home in North Park and they made like efficiency studio on the back of the house. But there's two guys who live there and they're Navy pilots. And so I'm like, okay, whatever. They're probably like fit guys. I go into the backyard, concept two rower, echo bike, 150 pound sandbag, three kettlebells. You guys, it's so legit. Like, I went into that backyard and I was sold. I was like, because you don't need a gym membership. You just, I don't need a gym membership. I can just fucking use their equipment. That's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't need a gym membership because I also coach at Orange Theory. And yeah, I'm, can you go to classes for free? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'm also that's probably like, gonna work at a CrossFit gym, and I, I actually applied to work at Core Power Yoga as like a front desk person like just, just for the benefits. Honestly, it's not. 
I know it's, it's not, not great, that great. But like that one girl that my roommate is dating opened her own dance class, and I'm like, okay, dude, but if I don't. She can uh, dude, do that. I okay. Listen, I am like smart enough and with it enough that if I want to open a business, I can. Yeah. I don't want to own a gym. But also, it's like, a lot of liability. It's a lot like. I don't want to own an orange theory. I don't want to own, own an F45. I don't want to own like, but the, wasn't they, that your just, dream they really point? don't make enough money. Uh, it's like, a, it'd be like a side thing. Like I'd love to be rich and open a gym for funsies, mm. but I don't want that to be my job. Also the hours well, are fucking terrible. Thinking, that's the thing about this girl. She could like never take a vacation. She took like three days off for the holidays. I'm not but doing I was that. also thinking about the overhead for a dance studio versus a real gym. Yeah. And she just has to buy knee pads. But it's like that looks really fun though. Like her, like she's just dirty dancing, and I'm Dude, like, I need to learn how to do it. It's probably so fun, and like I'm happy for her. But I don't want to be the owner because I don't want to put myself into a situation that I know I'm gonna be unhappy with. Yeah, because like well, I, co- I coach full time for three years. I mean, my thing with owning a business is like people own a business sometimes so that they don't have a boss. But then I'm like, your boss is your customers. Like yeah. you, ha- you still have people to report to. It's just like amorphous, you know. It's like. Yeah. And like my, but I think it's just that like you're more in charge of whether you go under or not. I think that that's what people want is like the freedom of control. My brother opened a pizza business and I feel like it's just because like he always disagreed with management. Like he could never have someone manage him because he always thought he could come up with like something more efficient or like whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's like the white male in you that thinks you like know best for everything, but whatever. He opened a pizza business and it's fine, but he still like can't take vacation during the summer months or like any time of the year that people actually want to do things. Yeah. Like it takes a lot to have businesses that are lucrative enough that you can actually take time off. And I feel like people, when they open businesses, they're like so attached to it and they have such a strong grip on it that they have a hard time like releasing the grip of control to like even a CEO or something like, like that. Delegating, yeah. yeah. To like letting go of pieces of the business to other people. Like, my dad's a real estate broker and he's owned his own business for like, I don't know, 10 years now. And like, even him getting an assistant is like, can be challenging for him because he's seen so much success when it's just him. And even though he's working his ass off and like rarely taking vacation, it's like he knows that's going to be successful. Since buying a house, I'm like, when do you real estate people, when are they off the clock? Because all I get are calls all time of the day like when we were closing the freaking like mobile notary calls us at like 6 p.m and is like hey you guys free tonight for me to come over and like drop by and i'm like i guess in an hour when we're home like we were not free before this but like because we're trying to close on this house we're like we'll make ourselves free my dad was like oh yeah kelsey and sam only want he's like i just keep working with them at like 7 p.m it's just the only time they're free well, yeah, it's like, because during the day I have a 95, and I just, I'm like, when, when are they, like, real estate people are just fucking working, they're not 9 to 5, like, they're No, all they're working the, all the time. Yeah, your dad would, like, sh- it's so funny that your dad is our real estate agent, because we would just, like, show up at houses on the weekend and just be like, hey, like, I don't know, I was surprised at how many houses he showed us, because I was like, he owns this, this real estate brokerage. Yeah. And he has other people that can show us places, but he still was the one to show up at each place. And these are like last minute things. Like me walking through the house yesterday, Sam didn't even make it for that. Yeah. Your dad did. Yeah. You know? And so well, I think my dad like really cares about the people and he really cares about your experience. Yeah. And so like part of the benefit of like, and part of the reason he owns his own brokerage is because he can give personal care to people. And also like personal care is how you get 
repeat business and become successful when you like actually invest your time in them. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm not going to be a broker that's going to just pawn you off to a, a newer agent or somebody that's like, quote lesser or whatever like he doesn't work he that way his life though like how does he's he a workaholic surfing? yeah <laughs> like i was like how is he training for a half mar- half iron man oh because he wakes up at 5 a.m 4 30 every day okay so yeah he's, he's like, he's like a five clients are awake yes he goes to the gym at 5 15 every single day or he trains yeah like we trained for a half iron man together and unfortunately neither of us were able to make that race <laughs> Because I got sick as hell and he broke his collarbone. Very dramatic. Anyway, but yeah, we'd wake up and we'd leave the house like at before 6 a.m. We'd be like in the pool and the sun's like barely up. I was going to say Like not even up. That real estate life is not for me. Like after this whole experience. it also like if you're successful enough in real estate and you're making enough money, then you like can. Like if you look at the girls on Selling Sunset. I mean, they're also on a TV show. But like, like fucking around finding out. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's money in it, but it's just like, I like, I mean, I work in a nonprofit. Yeah. And I could work for like a for-profit place and probably make like, like, like almost triple the income. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like a part of me is like, that's not worth it. Like I log off at five and that's it. No one has my personal cell phone. No yeah. one has my personal email. It's like. Uh, and I'm like, thank God for that, you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I could see if you're like, want to be a workaholic and if you want to like, like if you like the grind, ass, yeah, but it's like, I or like, if I you like, like being grind. in control of how much money you're making, because like you're at a set salary. So like you, you're going to go to work every week. You're going to log off at 5 PM and you're going to make that salary. Yeah. Like if you're in real estate, you're way more in control of how much money you make. Yeah. If you're good. And if you hustle, you can make more. If you hustle and you're good at your job, you can be like really fucking successful. I just feel like a a part of me, like, I mean, this podcast, like no one listens to it, but I'm like, I need to like make things, you know, like, like, I guess because I have the privilege of not needing the money right now that like my, my like hustle is towards creative pursuits outside of my nine to five. Yeah, that's like a real, like sometimes I get, <laughs> like sometimes I feel some type of way about it. But about your? No, about you. Why? Because like, <laughs> I feel like the the ability to like put the hustle into creative outlets and like have the energy and like the lack of financial burden is like a huge that's like a huge privilege. Just like, I'm happy for you. Like I'm your best friend. Like I want you to do literally whatever the, you want with your life. And I also think you're like one of the best people on the planet. So like, I want you to like do whatever you want and like have everything that you want in life. But sometimes I'm like, I have to like, I, I either make enough money to like live on my own or live with somebody that I like kind of want to live with, but I don't really want to live with anybody. Yeah. So it's like, I have to like make that money to like, like not making money is not option well I mean you know it's not like I don't like I don't spend that much money yeah like my spending report for this month so far has been like $400 I bought like a new pair of shoes for 20 bucks and I got $5 shipping on them and then I paid for Lola's daycare yeah and then all the other stuff has been like I don't know gas for my car like I don't like you're not a spender and I had to learn to be that way. Yeah. Like I feel like, like I spend more because I'm filling my life with things 
like I enjoy getting new things because I don't have like as much going on. Like yeah, I feel like I feel the, like I feel like the like, less busy that you are, the more money you're likely gonna spend. Well, it's like I used to binge eat way more. <laughs> like I don't know if this is, but it's like the best like analogy I can come up with in my head. But it's like I used to binge eat way more because it made me feel better. But I got to a point where like now I feel just heartburn and like gross. <laughs> when I binge eat and so like it's like the desire isn't there anymore and I feel like that way kind of about spending like I had a lot of expendable income in college because I waited tables and my parents yeah. paid for my college and yeah so I like made tips and I just had like money to spend all the time yeah and I, knew- I know I remember like going into your room and you just had these stacks of cash and I was just like what the like yeah. should I be a waitress I, yeah everyone should be a waitress in college if you're not looking for like career experience see but i got the fucking career experience i worked 30 hours a week our senior year and was doing gym club which was basically an unpaid fucking job and for what and like did it really help well okay i honestly got a pretty legit job right out of college like i guess it helped me yeah but at the same time like yeah i know waitressing is maybe i should have made more money waitress in college because then you but also i was a waitress for one day in washington dc and i quit after if you're one not day. At a good restaurant, it can be the, oh my god, the most beautiful girl in the world just came here. Hi. Dude, I love this dog. I was so nervous for her today. She had doggy. We should really end this podcast. We should soon. end this podcast. I'm just going to talk about Lola. Lola's my dog. Yeah, let's see our Chipotle. She, this was fun. Let's do it again. She had a second day of daycare today. We will do this again. I feel vulnerable that all of these intense things about me are going to come out on the internet. I mean, if you think of anything that you regret, let me know. And when I listen over, I can delete. Um, okay. But it's like two hours worth of regret. <laughs> I've, I've deleted things before, but... Um, I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, if you want to follow Victoria on TikTok, what's your what's your TikTok? Oh. I don't know. Is I think it's Victoria Vibes, Vibes underscore. Same with my Instagram. But if you want to tra- follow my travel account, that's really where it's at. It's all stay Monday. Is that a different TikTok? It's an Instagram. Different okay. Instagram and my blog, allstaymonday.com. Okay. And my TikTok is Kelso Lando. And my Instagram is Kelso Lando underscore. So there you go. I didn't know there's an underscore. Thanks well, for coming. I have Kelso Lando regular for my personal, but this oh, is and my... then I was actually I watched your your TikTok Instagram the other day. I Did a... you know that there's apps where you can take the TikTok watermark off? 